0: This is the On the Banks Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at OTV underscore SB Nation. Now, here's your host, Lance Glenn. Hello, hello, hello. I am, of course, your host, Lance Glenn, and this is episode two of the On the Banks Podcast. And boy, we have a good one in store for you. We'll be joined by the head coach of Rutgers baseball, Joe Literio soon. But first, I want to talk about what was a very busy week for Rutgers Athletics, specifically with the football team, the men's basketball team, and the softball team. First, with football, Chris Ash secured the verbal commitment of two local players, one of them being DePaul linebacker Chris Conti up in North Jersey, and the other one being quarterback Cole Snyder out of Southwestern Senior High School in Jamestown, New York. Now, specifically with Snyder, this kind of ends quarterback recruiting for Rutgers for the 2019 team class, as he and Zamar Wise will be the two quarterbacks that will lead this recruiting class going forward at that position, and Chris has chosen those two to be quarterbacks of the future for the Scarlet Knights. Now, when you get to Conti, this commit has so much to do with his talent, but also so much to do about building a relationship with DePaul Catholic and building relationships with the parochial schools. And I think Chris Ash has done that over the last couple of months, obviously bringing in Nunzio Campanelli, obviously from Bergen Catholic, and now bringing in Chris Conti as a commit from DePaul Catholic. It's obvious that, you know, Rutgers needs to have a relationship with these schools, be it, you know, Bergen Catholic, DePaul Catholic, Don Bosco, Paramus Catholic— uh, St. Peter's Prep, uh, St. Joe's Regional. Rutgers needs to have a relationship, a good relationship with these schools and they need to want to send their players to Rutgers. And a guy like Chris Conti who has big 10 level talent is someone that will help Chris Ash obviously when he comes in in the class of 2019 but also for class of 2020 and 2021. This relationship now has already been formed with Chris Ash between him and DePaul Catholic and hopefully going forward for the head football coach ruckers can begin to ramp up their recruiting efforts and get more guys from those parochial schools because that's always been the big thing right can ruckers get the big players out of the big north and with chris conti i think that's one step in the right direction to get those big players from the big north now turning to basketball these past few days have been a little busy for steve pikel and co as they've hosted highly sought after uh grad transfer recruit Ihab Amin out of Texas A&M Corpus Christi for a visit, according to Andrew Slater of The Athletic. Now, Amin did not play last year because of a hip injury, but in the 2016-2017 season, he averaged 16.9 points, 6.6 rebounds, 3.4 steals, and 3 assists per game. Now, originally, this is interesting, he committed to Nevada earlier this offseason at a grad transfer, but when the Martin Twins, who almost committed to Rutgers, let me remind you, when the Martin twins. When they announced that they were coming back to school, Amin decommitted. Why? Because there was no room on the Nevada roster. Literally, them two coming back, the Martin Twins, put Nevada over the limit, and Amin had to decommit. So he was back on the market. He originally chose Nevada over schools such as Florida State, Iowa State, West Virginia, Seton Hall, and a host of high major other offers. Uh, But now he's back on the market. Louisville, Oregon announces two other potential, you know, visits for him, but he's going to be at Rutgers. Steve Peichel... And his staff are going to have an opportunity to, you know, pitch to him why he should come to Rutgers. And it would be a big get for Steve Peichel, not only scoring-wise, averaging 17 points per game two years ago, but it would be big in that guard position to play alongside a guy like Geo Baker and Montez Mathis, especially since Jacob Young has to sit out this next season uh, because, obviously, the transfer rules with eligibility, he has to sit out one year. So, it would be a huge get for Steve Peichel. It uh, would fill out the 2018 class. It kind of would, Honestly. Uh, put to rest any chance kind of of getting Andre Hyde unless they make a big splash in 2019. But it's all been... Thought of that if Andre Hyatt got to 2019 he wasn't going to come to Rutgers and it seems like the chances of him coming to the banks are diminishing uh, day by day so this would be a big get for Steve Peichel if he was able to get Ihab Amin out of Texas A&M Corpus Christi to come here again a guy who averaged two years ago close to 17 points per game it would be a good lead guard for Steve Peichel to help mentor someone who's still very young and Geo Baker only a sophomore next year and obviously a guy like Montez Matthews who's going to come in here as a true freshman now Last with softball, they hired a new head coach, Kristen Butler, coming from Toledo. She led Toledo to a 30 win season last year their first in 23 years she's the reigning mac coach of the year and i think so much went into her hire not only the success on the field that she had but the success in the classroom in her time at toledo the four plus years there she oversaw 27 all mac academic selection selections during her time so pat hobbs clearly putting an emphasis not only on success on the field but success in the classroom i think in 27 all Mac academic selections during her time at Toledo. And adding to that, she just had such a a, a great resume as a player on the field as well. She played um, in the SEC, won SEC Player of the Year in 2006 at Florida, also set the single-season home run record for the program in that same season. So she's a hire that comes with a lot of pedigree, a hire that has clearly won a hire that you know brought a program like Toledo that wasn't all that successful to a 31 season in her final year and the MAC Coach of the Year. I think it was just another great hire by Pat Hobbs for these Olympic sports to go along with uh, the hire he made recently for gymnastics. So I think Pat Hobbs heading uh, this softball program in the right direction, and I think Kristen Butler is a great choice to be the next head coach of this softball team, and I think she is going to do wonders. Granted, it'll take a few years like it does for every program uh, that has to rebuild, especially one in the Big Ten, but I do think Kristen Butler, with the pedigree that she has at Toledo as a coach and at Florida as a player, as a catcher too, and we all know how much former catchers love to become managers, I think it's great, and it will be a, it will be a fun journey to watch as she tries to rebuild uh, this Rutgers softball program. Now let's talk to the coaches. Here's your host, Lance Gallin, joined by the coach of the Rutgers baseball team, Joe Latario. Coach, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: I appreciate you having me.
0: Let's look at this past season and the team. You know, they finished twenty-five and twenty-five this past year. It was an improvement of six wins this past season. You know, go back to twenty seventeen, finished nineteen and thirty-four. And and I think you know there are a few moments here and there this past season where. You know, you were so close to progressing even further and, and improving even further. You know, just what are your thoughts on how the guys improved from 2017 to this past season? I'm sure that you know you got to be pretty optimistic with what you saw with what you saw this past season and what you have going forward into next year.
1: Yeah, but you know, going into the season, um, we had a set of tone of a new culture. Uh, the guys were excited about it. You know, I think, and uh, we started off pretty good. You know, I think winning uh, the first. Six of seven weekends, Uh, you know, if you look at the season as a whole, it was uh, pretty good early on, and we kind of tailed off at the end, so it was a uh, disappointing finish, but uh, overall, uh, pretty good.
0: And, you know, you look at this season and you saw great things from a lot of young players, right? Like Harry Rutkowski, Dan DiGiorgio, Mike Neister, Colin Kiernan, and others as well. You know, just how excited are you to see those players specifically grow? And do you believe, really, that they've just kind of scratched the surface of their potential and what they could potentially be down the road?
1: I think that's the most exciting thing about this is the young guys that performed this year. Uh, You know, we had... uh, I guess if Danny a, a freshman at shortstop and Kevin Wells a, short, a sophomore at second base, Mike Neister, uh, Harry like you mentioned, uh, all young kids that uh, really stepped up in their first year and one of the, one of the difficult things in college baseball is getting to learn the speed of the game and early on and those kids all, you know, stepped up and did it well. So you know, excited about having those types of players here and and what they can do for us.
0: And I think that kind of points to the way you know and the talent you're recruiting because you're bringing in players you know that are so young but that are so talented that you can you know get them in the starting rotation so early on that you can get them in the lineup so early on. And I think that really points to you know the talent you're recruiting, the type of play you're recruiting, and, and the coaches as well, the way they're going out and they're finding talent and they're developing and they're developing the players.
1: Yeah, you know, being in the Big Ten, it's a different animal. You know, if it, it we got to get kids, we got to get athletes speed, power, uh, you know, we have to go out and find those guys that can come right in and compete and, and uh, you know, in the Big Ten. Uh, and going forward, they have to develop, get stronger, bigger, and, and uh, you know, we got to keep getting better as we go.
0: And now, before we start talking about the draft, I I just want to talk about, you know, the seniors that are also leaving because like the freshmen and the younger players that made their mark this season, the seniors made their mark over their entire career at Rutgers. You know, guys like Milo Freeman, John O'Reilly, Chris Fallenews, among others. You know, what have they just meant to the development of this program? Obviously, uh, coming in the early years of the Big Ten, what have they just meant to building up Rutgers baseball and helping this team progress going forward?
1: Yeah, they were huge. You you know, when you have a a complete coaching change, staff change, uh, changing up the whole culture and, culture, and these guys have been here for three years, doing it one way, uh, going into that type of season. You know, they, these guys could have just said, you know, forget this, I'm going to continue to do how I do it, or they can adapt and, and uh, adjust to the culture set. And these guys, these seniors were great. Uh, you know, they, we talked about them being the catalyst for they were going to go about our business, um, you know, in the future. And these guys set the tone for us. They were great leaders on the field, um, off the field as well. You know, you couldn't ask for more of a group of seniors that, that really came together and, and kept this team, uh, you know, fighting until the end.
0: And and I'm sure, look, you had a lot of young players, a lot of young players that played um, some significant time. I'm sure they looked up to the seniors. And, and how did you think that that blend of young players and seniors really helped your team progress this season?
1: It's extremely important. You know, when you have a young guys playing the roles, there, there could be some bitterness with the older guys when – Uh, If they're not in the lineup, uh, these guys weren't – they were unselfish. Uh, They were pulling – they knew we had one, you know, team goal in mind, and they stuck to the plan, you know. And so it's very important when you have those older guys pulling for the young kids and making sure they're doing the right things, and and it, it makes everything go smooth.
0: Now, heading over to the draft that was recent, you know, you lost two players that were on the roster last year, obviously, Jawan Harris and Nick Matera being the other. Just what does it mean to have a program that has multiple players drafted, not just one, but, you know, multiple guys going in the draft? Does it really, you know, help boost morale and help boost the name of a program to have two guys going in the MLB draft?
1: Yeah, I think it, it shows what we're doing. You know, we're bringing guys in and developing them and, uh, you know, giving the opportunity to Extend their their season after their senior year, or even these guys after their junior year. Uh, you know, it shows the development of coming to, to a college and coming to Rutgers and, and being, um, I guess, taught the right way how to do things. And it shows that you know it, it, we're getting the right kids in here, uh, and they're developing and they're, and they're being able to move on. So it's very important for. us to have those guys being drafted
0: and you kind of answered my next question with that you know just how much of a selling point is it in recruiting you know showing that you can develop these players from their freshman year on to you know get to the draft to be able to get drafted and you know hopefully one day get to the major leagues
1: it's important you know every kid has the dream of growing up and and becoming a major league baseball player those are the guys we want so be able to show them that that opportunity is here for them you know Todd Frazier playing in the major leagues, uh, Pat Cablehan and, and uh, David DeJesus and all these guys that have done it in the past, Derek Young. Um, you know, it shows that you can come here and, and develop and, and get a chance to, go to that next level
0: now specifically regarding Jawan, you know everyone obviously sees his talent on the field with the speed his hitting ability his defense in center field but can you just talk about some of the things you know off the field that maybe people don't necessarily see that makes him so you know such a great player that su- makes him such a great talent what, what are some of the things he does you know that fans don't really see that makes him who he is
1: well he's a he, he's a good kid he's a good teammate uh you know he, he's got a lot of talent you know and he shows that talent in practice. Uh, so he just goes about his business the right way, you know, and I, I think that is something that other guys see and other guys can, can feed off of.
0: And, and and Nick Matera, you know, another guy, he drafted to the Phillies in the 22nd round, I believe. You know, what about him? Obviously, the catching position, so crucial to any baseball team, really, that leader behind the plate. Just what did he mean to this team? And, you know, what does he do, again, that fans don't really see uh, that makes him such a great player, that made him so great to be drafted?
1: Nick is a, a type of kid that's in the uh, – we have the new Fred Hill training facility, so he's in there all the time working uh, when no one's there. You know, he he gives that effort that we're looking for uh, in the weight room. You know, uh, catchers have a tough task of, you know, catching a lot of pens and doing a lot of behind-the-scenes work uh, with the pitching staff. That goes unnoticed, you know, and he was one of those kids that was always grinding it out, and when he didn't get a chance to hit during practice, he took his time and and made sure he did it, you know, on his own time, which is, you know, something you need in a catcher and in a leader.
0: And I'm sure, you know, Nick Materi, obviously, an older guy too, not a senior, but an older guy, I'm sure he, he being behind the plate for those younger pitchers, a guy like Harry Redkowski I'm sure meant so much that they had that stability behind the plate to calm them down if, you know, any situations would have arised.
1: Yeah, you know, the catcher is extremely important when you have a young staff, uh, you know, just to make sure that you know, when, when trouble hits, to go out there to the mound, talk to him, you know, and I think uh, Coach Kundari coming in and Uh, helping them out in that way and making sure they understand that and understand they're more than just calling pitches and blocking baseballs. Uh, You know, I think that helped Nick out uh, tremendously.
0: And, you know, you mentioned the Fred Hill Training Center, and obviously facilities in the Big Ten are, are just so crucial, and we see new facilities, you know, right across the street from that Fred Hill Training Center, you know, the basketball, they're building a new uh, practice, you know, state-of-the-art practice arena, so facilities are obviously just so key when it comes to recruiting and the development of players. Just talk about, you know, how important that Fred Hill Training Center is to you and and, and to your players and how it has helped them develop over the years that it's been in existence.
1: Well shows that Rutgers is serious about the baseball program you know it shows that they're uh, investing dollars into uh, you know into the program and wanting us to do better and and to have a facility like that that's easily one of the nicest places in the country Uh, we're able to play a full infield and a full live pitching and and actually play uh, in January indoors in the heat uh, you know to prepare for the season uh, and if we wanted to, we can split that thing up to eight different cages and, uh, and tunnels. They're not even cages; they're they're 150 by 20, 30 feet wide. So uh, it's not just a normal cage. You're getting feed off, feedback off the bat uh, how you hit the ball, scene you know in flight. So uh, it's extremely important for our program. We're able to get in there every day on a set schedule, where the kids now no longer have to worry about, you know, is there a basketball game or. Uh, a wrestling match that, that we can't hit that day. Now it's it's set every day, and more importantly, they have a place they can go on their own, you know, to, to get themselves better. Uh, that's one of the biggest things that we didn't have here uh, in the past. You know, to, to become a great player, you need to work on your own. We can take you as far as we can as coaches, but it's those guys that put that extra time in um, when no one's around are the ones that excel. And to have a facility now that they can do it, there's no excuses. Uh, and I think that you can see that it's paying off already
0: and just how you know important has it been that you've you know obviously had the backing and and Pat Hobbs and the athletic administration as a whole has you know really been behind not only for baseball but for every sport you know getting the facilities built improving the facilities that are already there and and really putting a, a commitment and an emphasis on the programs to make sure that they're able to develop players at a, at a high, at a high rate and to make sure that you know you have all the resources and tools necessary to compete in the big Ten it's
1: you uh, it's huge. You know, you, you want to work for a guy that sees the big picture. Uh, you want to work for a guy that is willing to go above and beyond to help the programs. And you can see what Pat's doing. Uh, it's, it's, you know, obviously, and we all know this, football and basketball, you know, they need to be successful. Uh, they need all the help, you know, with the facilities and the upgrades, and, and that's understandable. You know, but he's also going and taking a look. And, I, you know, I, I don't like this name, but the Olympic sports, and that's what we're called. Um, but he's going out and looking at all the Olympic sports and seeing what they need. And he's taking care of us the way that we feel that we need to be. And it's something that, that, that gives you a little bit of pride and understanding that, hey, he understands that he gets it, he knows what we need. And we may not be getting it right away, but it's in a plan. You know? And that, that's the biggest thing. When you, when you can see a plan and you can see a vision and you know that you're a part of that, you know, it, it makes you feel confident in what you're doing and doing for the right reasons. You know, yeah. and that's what Pat brings. And I'm
0: sure, you know, we talked about recruiting earlier, obviously, that plan that he has in place for the, you know, facilities for, you know, obviously basketball, football, uh, baseball, and so on. You know, I'm sure those are things that you can show recruits and you could, you know, say to recruits, look, while you're here, this is going to happen. And you could be the start of this and you could be the start of, you know, really bringing back Rutgers baseball, no?
1: Yeah, you know, the, the biggest thing, I guess, in the past was, you know, this was the plan and, and we had it on paper always. Uh, so you can show kids, but you never saw the steel going up, you know I'm behind my back right now in my office I got a great view of this RWJ Barnabas, you know, uh, fitness or sports center going up behind me uh, You know, and that's something that you can bring a recruit and say look at this place This place is a state-of-the-art facility And these are the things that's going to be in there and these are the things that you're going to be able to use going forward uh, So it's not only on paper anymore now. It's in front of you you can see it, you can show them, you know, and, and uh, they know that when they get here, this building will be complete and, and they'll be able to use it. So it, it's huge in recruiting.
0: And I want to head back to the team and now, you know, you mentioned Nick Matera earlier, obviously he uh, chosen in the MLB draft, but you're... you're- put in kind of an interesting scenario here for next season. You know, obviously Nick was drafted and I believe signed with the Phillies and incoming recruit Peter Ceruto was also taken. He was taken by the Reds, he being a catcher as well. So what is your outlook for that position, you know, with Nick gone and, you know, unknown of what Peter Ceruto might do? Have you talked to Peter of what he's thinking? You know, what's the deal with him and what's kind of your outlook for that position going into
1: 2019? Yeah, it's a tough situation, uh, you know, but you, you, you try to... You know, when you're recruiting and, and when you're trying to, to piece together, you know, the plan for who we're bringing in and where we're going with everything, you kind of see that. And you say, okay, Nick is a guy that has a chance to be drafted in his junior year, and uh, also Pete has has a chance to be drafted in So you try to prepare for that the best you can. You know, it obviously puts you in a tough situation if um, you guys in the same spot get drafted. Tyler McNamara did a great job this year. Uh, you know, so I'm confident in him, him coming back, um, You know, being able to control, handle the staff. Um, You know, we got a couple other options behind Tyler that um, we're developing. You know, may not have been a catcher on the roster, but we've used him uh, to start to learn how to catch last season uh, just to prepare just in case something else happens. And we got another freshman coming in that's a catcher also. So we have prepared for it, um, you know, for the worst-case scenario, but hopefully uh, the things work out and, and, uh, you know, we we get uh, Pete on campus.
0: And, you know, just talk about a little bit about your incoming recruiting class and, and you know, are there any players that, that you see like this past one that, that could get a lot of playing time, you know, beat in the rotation on the field? Uh, just talk about some of them and what you're kind of expecting from them and what you're excited about to see from them.
1: Well, I'll tell you what we did with the new staff, and it was, a, you know, uh, a great job branching out. And we're trying to get more, you know, obviously we want to keep the New Jersey kids in New Jersey, and that's, that's the goal, the best guys here. Um but we're starting to, you know, Big Ten. You got to be able to branch out and and uh, go coast to coast, and that's what we were able to do this with this incoming class. Uh, we got a, a kid coming from California this year. We got a kid coming from Florida, and a kid from uh, Chicago, all coming in. Uh, you know, and I think one of the biggest things that we tried to address uh, with this recruiting class is depth on the mound. You know, we ran out of pitching towards the end of that year. I shouldn't say ran out of pitching. We just got tired. Uh, so we need numbers on the on the mound. Uh, we were able to, to meet those needs. You know, we got a few arms coming in that could help us out right away. Um, you know, and we're looking to get faster. Uh, I'm a big believer of team speed and being able to create havoc on the on the, the base paths, causing defenses to, to be able to, you know, have to move and put them in motion. Uh, so we're, we're trying to get those um, bigger athletes, uh, and I think we've hit that too. You know, I don't want to specifically talk about certain kids and where they're going to go, but I do believe we have – uh, a bunch of guys that are going to come in and uh, help us out right away, especially on the mound. I think that's where we'll see it most. But um, we have guys that can fill in for those spots, of those kids that have, you know, been drafted, and, and we're excited about it.
0: And, Coach, one more before we let you go. You know, look, this team progressed, I think, greatly this past season, obviously from 2017. And just kind of looking forward to 2019, what is one of the things or what are some things that just get you really excited for that next season? What are some of the things you're really looking forward to do in the off and then next season? And then just how are you looking to improve this team uh, going into next year to really make, you know, a, a mark in a Big
1: Ten? Well, I think the, the most the, – the biggest thing I'm excited about, um, you know, last year – I went through a whole coaching uh, staff change. You know, I, I got uh, Pete Barron came in for player development from St. John's and uh, Jim Duffy from Manhattan and Fulcandary uh, from Seton Hall. Uh, you know, those three guys and, and Beef, Glenn Gardner, is still on the staff, and he's back to being on the field, which I'm excited because he's, uh, he's excited about that. Uh, but just the staff, I'm very excited about what we can do going forward. Uh, we set a culture, and I was – I was pleasantly surprised uh, about how quickly we are able to change the culture. Uh, You know, uh, my big thing or our big thing as a staff, we have a vision of where we want to be. We don't want to be sitting home uh, watching these games on the uh, TV uh, this time of the year. So uh, we have a vision. We have a plan going forward and how we're going to do it. You know, one of the biggest things is a uh, relentless effort on the field, but in the classroom as well. You know, in the weight room, that's something that we're, we're preaching. These guys get bigger and stronger in, in our community to help out and get those community service hours. Uh, and, and we were able to do that this year. Um, you know, so going forward, I'm excited about next year, how we can set the tone. Uh, you know, guys coming back understand what we want. It's not a, a year of explaining to them or showing them how things are done or how we want things done. This year they know, they understand. They're all out this summertime trying to get better in summer ball, and, and they know that that's a must. Uh, they understand that the kids we got coming in, we're trying to get better, so they better be on top of their game when they get back in here or they're going to lose a spot. You know? And I think that's how you create championship teams. You keep putting the pressure on the guys that are there, bringing in better guys, uh, and that creates competition within the program. You know, and that competition is just going to make the guys get better and better as we go forward. So I'm extremely excited to uh, get after it, you know, uh, this fall, just to to get these young kids on campus, uh, to throw them into a situation that they're going to get better right away. They're going to have to adapt to the new culture. Um, You know, and I'm excited what the staff can do. Uh, You know, every day these guys are out hitting the trail and trying to get better, um, you know, recruits and and here and there. And and, uh, it's just something that I'm excited about overall as where – We can take Rutgers baseball, and that's the biggest thing. You know, we want to get to where we're. Instead, I'm doing this podcast with you. I'm, you know, in a super regional (laughs) right now and and hoping, you know, try to get into that College World Series to win a national championship. And, uh, you know, we know we can do it here, being in the Big Ten. just a matter of us, uh, you know, putting everything together going forward.
0: Well, Coach, once again, I'm glad you're doing the podcast with me. I Like you, you know, I, I do think that uh, a Super Regional is not uh, far in the future for your baseball team, and I definitely see, you know, you saw the improvement this year, and I definitely see, you know, big things coming for Rutgers baseball in, uh, in 2019 and beyond. So thank you so much for joining me, and thank you so much uh, for coming on and giving me some of
1: your time. Well, I appreciate it, and I yeah, appreciate you guys, you know, covering us as, as good as you do. Thank you.
0: Now it's time for Lance's final take. So my final take is this, this baseball team, they improved drastically this past season, you know, going from 19 and 34 to 25 and 25. While yes, there was no big 10 tournament. They still improved greatly. And I think the potential for this team going forward is huge. You look at a guy like Harry Rutkowski, a guy like Dan DiGiorgio coming back. Those two, I think are going to be catalysts going forward for this team, not only next year, but for the years beyond. I think those are two guys that ultimately can get drafted when it's their time to leave. And look, Harry Rutkowski had already gone drafted and decided to come back to Rutgers for his freshman year. So I think those two specifically are the two to watch next season. Harry Rutkowski, I think, is going to be the ace of the staff, and I think he showed potential to do so. And, you know, you talk about Jawan Harris, right, a guy who— Um, obviously you're losing all of his speed, 22 stolen bases last season, but Dan Giorgio, he was second on the team. So he has just as much speed. So I don't think you're going to lose so much in speed when you lose Juwan Harris. And with Juwan Harris and Nick Matero, I think, look, good for them. Great for them. You're happy to see that two players who have put in so much effort, Juwan Harris, not only on the baseball diamond, but on the football field, and Nick Matero, of course, on the baseball diamond. You're so happy to see two players get rewarded for their efforts. And of course, their leadership and their talent is going to be uh, loss. But at the same time, they've done so much for this program. Now, Joe Leterio, his staff, he mentioned Phil Kandari as well, they can go out and they could tell these recruits that, hey, look, we can get you to the draft. We could develop you. We can help you get drafted. We could help, you know, eventually get to the major leagues. So I think with them getting drafted, I think with them, you know, laying the foundation for Rutgers, I think with them helping Rutgers, you know, grow in the Big Ten and with the progress they made this year, I think this was kind of great thing to happen for Rutgers. And with Peter Ceruto, look, we're still unsure where he's going to go, what he's going to do. Is he going to sign? Is he not? Is he going to come back to Rutgers? I think if he does, that's great. I think that's the catcher for the future for Rutgers if he does. But if he doesn't, you know, Joe Leterio said it. They know that all these things are possible. They know that, you know, he might get drafted, he might not get drafted. They recruit and they develop and they train based on so many, you know, potential what-if scenarios. So I'm sure that going forward into the 2019 season, Joe Leterio is going to have this team ready, regardless of who's on it, who's playing what. And with the leaders that left and with the leaders that are coming, I think you've only seen the beginning of what this team can be. And I think you're going to see a Big Ten tournament and hopefully a College World Series berth pretty, pretty soon. Follow SB Nation on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation. And you can find out when... Our next podcast is debuting.